When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and SJ Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. Welcome to the Punk Rock and Beer Podcast. All right, so today, for everybody that's watching that doesn't have any idea, I had an idea. I wanted to take a trip down memory lane, okay? For those of you that are wondering, I'm 25 years old, all right? I grew up listening to a lot of different music, but my, I had two older brothers, and one listened to rap, and one of them listened to rock, like almost exclusively for each of them. So they pretty much started my taste in music so i've been really into music and listening to music since i was very young because they were my one brother is four years older than me and my other one is i think six years older than me so my music taste was always like more further ahead than what probably what it should have been um so like when i was six seven years old i was listening to some of the music that we're going to play today um eight years old nine years old burning cds with you know, metal and rock and 90s hip hop and shit. So, but today we're talking about rock, okay? And my rock taste is all over the place. And I just want to be clear this is not necessarily the music that I'm listening to today. Never apologize to these weasels. Never apologize for your taste. It's not really the music that I listen to today because I don't, I mean, it's music that I grew up on, right? But I want to know from you. I want to learn a lot about essentially where these bands were at, I guess. Were they really huge? Because when I was seven, eight years old, I just thought like anyone who made music was famous, right? And I didn't really keep up with the the history of them over time. Um, or I'm sorry, with their careers over time. So I don't really know if they fell off or if they, you know, are still well respected. And that's where you're you know, knowledge and expertise is going to come in and really would just like to learn a lot about, you know, how you feel and, and, and is my taste good or is it normie? I have the no cursing thing, so I can't curse. Is it, it normie or is it good or is it, you know, where on the spectrum am I? You're always creating these like graphs and stuff that where do I fall? Am I like an alpha Chad? Am I like a sad, like what's Epic the, Chad. Yeah. What what are like the four corners of 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 like general rock taste? Oh, well, you're putting me on the spot, but maybe we could say something, yeah, maybe it's like uh uh you know, if we were to make a 2 by 2 chart, yeah. we could maybe have like uh Virgin and Chad on uh on two of them and then like 
You can't um, say you can't say the V word. That's that's TOS on Twitch. No, that's not true. I say it all the time. Well, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh then uh Chad and uh abstinent <laughs> and uh yeah, <laughs> person who uh remains abstinent without Celibate. choosing such status on the other axis so and the then the V word, bro. And then, and then maybe on the uh, on on the uh, on the X axis, then maybe we have like uh, happy and sad. We'll we'll think about it that way. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea where we'll we'll just we'll just we'll just figure it out. You know, you we'll figure just it say, out. And that that's that song right there. I'm questioning your taste in all of music because you like it. And then the other thing is like, dude, your your Fantano level taste is is through the roof. Well, I'm gonna warn everyone in advance. I have bad taste, and anything anything that uh, people with quote unquote good taste like, I probably think is boring and played out. And anything uh, that those people hate, I'm probably okay with. So I'm warning you in advance. But I'm glad I'm wearing sunglasses today because then I can do this. All right. Well, I hope you don't do this on the first one. So when I think about I made a playlist, right? I'm going to try not to do any spoilers so you don't know in advance. But when I think about the first band or a lot of the first or one of the first bands that I really liked, we go Silverstein. Did you have the swoopy hair? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of well, course. I do. I do remember. I do remember when this band just first came out on Victory back in 2001 or something like that. I remember seeing commercials for them on like Headbangers Ball or something like that. 2003, What's maybe Headbangers I don't remember what it was. Ball? Headbangers, Headbangers Ball was was a show on uh, MTV that was originally in the 80s and 90s that was like their metal show, and then it got canceled and they brought it back in the 2000s, hosted by Jamie Josta, uh, the singer of Hate of Hatebreed, and that made they made it a little bit more like hardcore metalcore kind of friendly and stuff. And I remember uh, victory records would run ads for this album all the time on headbangers ball. And at the time, so a lot of the bands that you're going to share, I would guess have kind of a common trajectory. I don't know if this happens so much in rap. I, I don't think I it does. I forgot to ask you what you were expecting. Damn it. That was an important one, what you were expecting, but keep going. And then, well, now you already know one. So it kind of fucks up the whole thing, but anyways, just keep going. So they were running ads. Yeah. And and and, I, and this band had a trajectory that I think is similar to probably a lot of the ones you're going to share. Uh, at the time, you know, they were considered. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word to use without you know violating the the TOS. But at the time, any of this uh, quote unquote emo stuff was not cool in the eyes of the powers that you know in the eyes of the people with good taste quote unquote so this was in the uncool. eyes of the gatekeepers. Totally uncool when it came out. But Dang. that was 20 years ago. And now Silverstein is loved. Like, if anything, I would say that Silverstein is one of these bands with, like, uh, a, what I call a Punisher fan base. The kind of fans that just, like, if you say the name of the band, they just fucking won't shut up. Diary of the Mouth at how great this band is. Um, so it, it's it's kind of a common thing. I call it the 10-year rule, is that a band comes out and they're written off as whatever like lame shit for posers and nobody yeah. likes them and then if they just stick around for 10 years then they sort of like round the horn and now they become like quote unquote real music 
that people with good taste like. They become approved by the gatekeepers, and that's definitely what's happened with Silverstein. Right. So, and have you heard any of their newer stuff? Well, that's the other thing. A, a lot of what we're going to talk about or what you're going to notice with me is that I don't listen to any of the new stuff for any of these sure. bands almost. Should I? For this uh, well, band? I was going to say, I was just curious what you thought of it if you had, because they sound fairly different now. Uh, a lot less like screamo and more just kind of, I guess, what you would call like rock. Um, but I, I would say the band is still good. Uh, I actually think their stuff now is a lot better than their early stuff, personally. Dude, how about this like this classic 2007 YouTube like text intro? Isn't yes, the Windows Movie Maker aesthetic is. Dude, brings a tear to your eye. But this was the album. This was the album. Dude, that's it. God, this those, was those... the album. Those mid-2000s drum sounds are so funny. They're so, like, thin and stuff. It's before people learned how to use samples and stuff the way they do now. Dude, Man, I... They were, they were not good back then. Um, I understand... In terms of mixing? Well, just... I, I, I think the band would probably agree with me that... Uh, they're a lot better now than they were back then. But I understand, you know, you hear this stuff, especially at a certain point in time, you hear this stuff when you're a kid and, you know, it's uh, it's more about the uh, the vibe. You know what I mean? I remember them playing. Uh, oh, here's a little New Jersey moment. Back when I lived in Montclair, uh, I remember them playing oh, at the wow. Bloomfield Avenue Cafe uh, in Montclair to, I don't know, 20 people or something like that when I lived there, which would have been 2002 or 2003, I guess. Damn, you live in Montclair? My good buddy and now employee john went to school there there you go i lived right down the street from the uh, path mark uh at uh lackawanna plaza man 2002 in montclair singing silverstein live for in front of 20 people i i think i think it would have been around then i could be getting my timelines mixed up but yeah well this album discovering the waterfront Dude, smile in your sleep. I think I know every word still. I'm not going to sing it, but I think I know every word to this song. This is probably like... is that Was I just an emo sad boy? Is that like too young? Yeah, well, like, if we're going to place it on that chart, I would put it on the uh, on the sad side of things for sure. Not totally... We'll just call the other... We'll call the top end of the chart Chad, and we'll call the bottom part V, just to avoid using, using a word we're not allowed to use here on Twitch. Uh... I, I wouldn't put them totally on the on the V end of things. Dude. Maybe like half halfway there. Definitely not Chad. This is not Chad music by any means, but oh not complete gosh. V music either. You smile in your sleep, dude. Is this is this one of these songs about some weird guy that thinks it's romantic to say that he watched a girl sleep? <laughs> I just you looked so. I have to do the ASMR thing. I just wanted to let you know you looked so beautiful when I was watching you sleep last night through your bedroom window. Um, like he think and he thinks that's gonna be what wins her heart. And she's like, "What the maybe. fuck are you doing watching me sleep? You fucking psycho!" You know, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I think a lot of why I liked a lot of this music was when I was young. I really just liked. I liked screaming. I was like, "Oh, it's so cool that they can scream." I loved fucking nasty guitar 
you know, nasty electric guitar, because who doesn't? And some crazy drums. Oh, that now they're going so hard with the no cursing. It's hard to not curse, okay? I'm from New Jersey. Some heckin' um, heavy drums. Yeah. And, but when it switched to them just singing, something, something in the 10-year-old in me was just amazed. I just couldn't understand the... How can they do both? Literally. That's what I was thinking. And obviously being a lot older, it's not <laughs> shocking to me anymore. Doesn't but hit the same way. Yeah, you're just like, wow, this is this is kind of just part of what it is. But yeah, well, man. I mean, it is many, many, many years later when you know that was a that was a fresh new sound at one point in time to do the singing and screaming thing. But that was 20 years ago, so you know. So what is what is the exact genre of what this is? Is it just well, screamo? I, I yeah, I would call this uh, you know mall screamo. That's what I would I would call it. You know, because there's screamo? there's real screamo. <laughs> which is turbo nerd stuff. Um, some bands that y you wouldn't be familiar with, like Page 99 and Orchid and Seisha and stuff like that, um, which would be like, you know, the underground screamo stuff that, you know, is uh, the, the gatekeepers would endorse. And then there's right. this stuff, which would be for, you know, they would turn their nose up at this stuff because this was, you know, for trendy posers who shop at Hot Topic, which is bad in their eyes. Right. Right. I was probably one of them. Yes. Um, to some degree. I mean, I was young. So yeah, my brother. Which is was good. You don't want to be. Trust me. I know all the people that were involved in the real screamo scene, and trust me, you don't want you don't want to be one of them. That is a capital this is the most th that that scene which they call scrams, that is as capital V as it gets. You don't want anything to do with that. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, I'm glad that Silverstein being, like, the first band that I sort of look back to is still... It's it's pretty... It's an okay. Absolutely. An okay Absolutely. I'd say it's a fantastic choice. All right, so the next one, um, bit of a, a, of a, a gear change here. We got... Um, we got Atreyu. Mm-hmm. Arguably the creators of Metalcore, that's what they would tell you. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So, what's metalcore? <laughs> well, metalcore, as is you this? might guess, yes, yeah. So, metal metalcore is like, um, I mean, it's to answer that question to the extent that my audience would want me to would take me like half an hour. But okay. the long, the 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 short version of it is is like a mix between like hardcore punk and metal. So, kind of the the style as people think of it now is like kind of with the breakdowns, like the chugga chugga guitar riffs, and then like the singing and screaming kind of thing. And Atreyu is chugga chugga guitar riffs. I you know, the breakdowns. Yeah. And Atreyu is it definitely were, if not the very first band to do that, definitely close to it. Uh, they were super the early to that. They mix the lead singer's vocals. Like they sound. Which is the drummer who does the, the, the singing parts. The drummer does that. Really? Yeah. Which is kind of weird because, like, seeing a drummer sing it doesn't look that cool. No. It's... I mean, I've... Actually, I... Usually, I just want it to feel cool. So anything that had screaming in it, like, made me feel like I was sort of a, an outsider and I had, like, elite taste when I was that young. Mm -hmm. Nobody um, understands how hardcore I am because I listen to... Atreyu. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but really, what I'm finding, what I'm remembering, I never admitted this to myself because I wasn't very self-aware at 11, 12, 13 years old, um, <laughs> as none of them are. <laughs> uh, but I think I liked the singing more, honestly. I liked sure. the, which probably was a big reason why I never really stayed with the rock genre because, and why I'm a lot into like pop and melodic rap these days. Yeah. Um, but I feel like his voice is considerably different than a lot of um, the bands that I guess we're going to hear. The, the singer, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for a he has a great voice. Yeah. So Very smooth. This album was the, the bigger one, though. Mm-hmm. In my world. I don't know if it's, like, one of their more... I mean, what a way to start a track. Like, yeah, can we just, they're great. Can we just talk? <laughs> I mean, dude, how do you wheelie, perform wheelie, that? Wheelie, 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 wheelie. It's a good thing they don't get charged by the note in the studio, or they'd they'd be running up a big bill. Dude, there we go. I mean, solos were also not they they actually come from the hardcore scene. Um, more or less, and solos were not done. That's like a metal thing, and it, and back then, metal and hardcore didn't really mix. You weren't supposed to play solos, so even just them putting a solo in a song was, you know, kind of groundbreaking. Huh. How about that? This kind of has more of like a pop feel to it, almost. Yep. Like a pop rock feel. Like Def Leppard. Like another, another, they were a very innovative band. I mean, they got kind of roasted for saying that they invented metalcore. Um, you you could debate whether that's true or not, but they definitely were very very early to a lot of this stuff. The first band to do that kind of butt rocky stuff with solos, and they also so what's butt rock? All right, I hear you talk about butt rock a lot, and yeah. I just don't. So butt rock is the term. I didn't make it up. People have been using it since I was this a kid. This is a real thing. I thought you yes. made this up. No, no, no. I wish I did, but no. It's for the people. It's uh, the radio stations are like. Welcome to 99.9 KSW, where we play nothing but rock. Oh, that's creative. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I didn't make it up, but it's good. And so, the, the, you know, originally that referred to 80s rock bands like Winger and Def Leppard and Poison and stuff like that, because that's what butt rock those stations played back then. Now it would refer more to bands like Breaking Benjamin or Five Finger Death Punch or Chevelle or that sort of thing. Butt rock is changing as time yeah. goes on because they're always reminiscing to like a different time. It, it's like whatever the radio stations of that format play, you know, same as like the radio station that played Chingy and Jaquan in 2004 <laughs> plays, you know, whatever Drake or whatever now, you know, butt rap, dude, that would yeah, not go exactly. over well if somebody was known as a butt rapper, but butt rap is Mario Judah. Already? Yeah, no, because because he's into that stuff. Like his favorite band is Five Finger Death Punch, and like how he does the yeah, like that stuff. That's like from Phil Anselmo of Pantera. So wow. Mario, I, I call him Butt Trap. Mario Judah and Jarris Johnson are Butt Trap. Dude, Butt Trap. So is Atreyu? Um, so I would assume that, based on what you told me, is they're still perceived very well. Yes. Today. Again, again, one of these bands that was called the G word when they came out. 
okay. by the people, you know, with by by the people in, in charge of deciding what is, you know, cool, cool and what's not. Yeah. And then uh but that's how it always is in rock, you know. I suppose I was going to say is there ever a is there been a band in the sort of 90 late 90s 2000s that started cool? I mean, no, rock people hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> they hate everything unless it's 20 years old, they hate it. That's so interesting. And then, you know, people realized actually Atreyu was pretty cool. That wrote happens them off. for rap, but it lasts only a few months. Like it's, it's <laughs> right. just like everybody hates this for a few months. But that just seems like sort of the natural progression of kind of anything. Like yeah. you hear it first and you're like, nah. And then, right. you know. <laughs> right. It takes 20 years in rap or in rock, rather. Dang. Okay, cool. So moving forward, so this is this is metalcore. Yes. So the first one was Mall Mall. What was it? Mall Screamo. That's what I would call Mall it. Mall Screamo, and then metalcore. Yep. yep. And next, we're gonna transition to uh, one that I will hear no slander of. All right. Slander. Because... I I just got off the phone with Obama. He said that slander of the next song is banned. Banned. All right. Banned. Baby, you wouldn't last a minute on the creek. Oh boy. By Chiodos. All right. I will hear no sl- And I don't like the way you said oh boy right now. Because this is amazing. All right. This is real music. <laughs> you know, Chiodos is interesting because they were like super hype back then. I think because Craig Owens was like a minor celebrity. Like he dated Ashley Simpson. You know, there was the beef of, you know, did he. Did he steal Ashley Simpson from Pete Wentz? I didn't and, know any of this. Yeah, it was it was a thing back then, and uh, and he had a lot of you know he, he was he was kind of one of the original like scene heartthrobs, and so and this is the lead singer of Chiodos. Yeah, yeah, Craig Owens from Chiodos. He had a lot of fangirls and stuff, so they had a lot of hype back then. But the problem is the band was not good. Uh, he was a terrible singer. Um, and not an easy guy to get along with. Yeah, so love is singing. Yeah. Well, you know, objectively, maybe not, maybe not the strongest singer in the world. Objectively, not an easy guy to get along with, as you can see from all the lineup changes and all his different bands and stuff. And so the band kind of, I think, you would have thought that they would be the next Fallout Boy, and they weren't uh, for a variety of reasons. They were definitely hated at the time. They're not really hated now because I think people just don't really care that much about Chiodos now. Like, I think people are like, yeah, you know, yeah, sure, okay, they're all right. Like, they, they just had kind a cool of, song. Like, this song was the big one, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just kind of like, you know, it's like, uh, what are people going to say about Blueface in 10 years, you know? Yeah, they're going to be they're like, gonna be like eh. yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was a cool moment. Yeah. Dude. I mean, this this was everything to me. This this project, really. I love the, the aesthetic. Like, that 2007 or whatever this came out, that 2007, like, you know, elaborate, baroque, feathery kind of artwork, that logo. Dude. God, Craig is such a bad singer. Listen how pitchy he is. Who recorded this? I'm sorry... I'm sorry if I'm friends with whoever recorded this, but it sounds so bad. Yeah, no, you're right. Oof. He is a terrible singer. But 
We had auto-tune back then. Why did they not use it? I need to find out who mixed this and, and ask them. Let's, let's look it up right now. Which album is that? Is that the Bone Palace or whatever it's called? This is uh, from the album All's Well That Ends Well. I like that All's name. All's Well That Ends Let's see it's who like mixed this. It's like an old this. adage. They, just, they were like, yeah, let's go with a, an, an adage that was made 300 years ago. Mark Hudson produced it. I do not know who that is. Let's see who All mixed right, Mark, it. From the words of Finn McKenty, you fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, produced, produced, engineered, and mixed by Mark. Mark, I think you dropped the ball on that. But it was mastered I didn't by Alan. Say that, Mark. Finn did. Mastered by Alan Douches, the legend, who Alan probably mastered Finn said half. You're mid. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Mark is mid. Alan is phi. Phi. Oh, he dropped it on us. Hey, I learned a new he, I learned a new word earlier. I said, you know, I'll come on the stream and and talk about music with you if you educate me on Zoomer slang. So I'm just trying it out here live on air. Bye. Um all right, we're gonna take it back to our first my first concert ever. The first con and I didn't mean uh the play on words here, but my first concert ever. Taking oh, there back we go. Sunday. And and this um, is this was the album? No. This okay. wasn't. But I did go back and I liked this song. Got it. Um I, I thought maybe you had heard them early because you know they're from Long Island and played a lot in New Jersey and stuff. So I thought maybe I the local them, band factor. Yeah, I saw them in New Jersey and John also just told me that a lot of there were a lot of really popping bands that came from New Jersey, so yep. it makes a lot of sense why I would be into maybe some of the ones that maybe For example, somebody... the inventor, I would say, of this whole genre is a band called Lifetime that was from Red Bank, right down the street from uh, from you. Yeah. Well, not yeah. anymore, but you know. Yeah, so Taking Back Sunday was the first band that I ever saw live. I saw them at Great Adventure, naturally. Um Six Flags, mm -hmm. and I was really young, and I went with like my brother and and like you know our neighbor's mom took us. We all got in the van. Um, now, are we gonna? Are we gonna? I, I don't want to spoil this, but are we going to listen to the used at all? No. Okay. I didn't, I didn't listen to the used. I was okay. I was gonna ask because to me, I just actually well, no, this video hasn't come out yet, but. Uh, I have a video about the big four of emo coming out soon. And to me, the used and taking back Sunday basically did the same thing, but the used were a lot better. That was my take. And so I was curious what your thought on that was. Yeah, I didn't listen to the used, but I will say this album was, this was the album that they were touring. Okay. And which this is from what? 2007 or something like that. Six, five, six. Yeah. And, you know, they had the, the iconic uh, liar, and it was Make Damn Sure. Yeah. This one. Dude. This isn't a banger to you? This is very, to me personally, this is very mid. Very, very, like this extremely mid. This album is one big skip for me personally. Um, I don't actually, I, this, this stuff is a little bit too whiny and angsty for me personally. To me, this is uh, 
Well, I'll, I'll borrow a Henry Rollins joke. He said, this is like breaking in, you know, that the people think this stuff is like edgy or rebellious. To me, this is like breaking into your parents' liquor cabinet and drinking the light beer to me. Dude. Uh, however, the the first couple albums, I would say, uh, I, I don't personally like, but the first two albums I get, especially the first album is really... Um, the, the first Hey Max Sunday album is really the bridge between real emo and mall emo, I would say. Because they were okay. definitely part of like the real, you know, Long Island kind of hardcore, post-hardcore scene. And then they ended, and they were on Victory, which was like a hardcore label, and then they blew up. Um, so, but that's just my opinion. I would say Taking Back Sunday is, is another, I mean, it's all these bands I think are going to be the same thing. They were written off as the G word by the gatekeepers when they came out and then people realized like, actually that stuff's pretty cool. It's pretty good. Uh, this and now was really I, popular, right? Wasn't, this Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember this particular album where, but like these were like billboard top 10 albums for sure. Yeah. They played them sometimes like football games and all kinds of weird shit like that. So what about now taking back Sunday? I think, uh, as far as like their music or what do people think or kind of both, or I uh, guess I what do people think? Cause I mean, Oh, everyone loves Taking Back Sunday. I mean, they're like universally respected, I think. And everyone loves the first couple albums, the first maybe three albums, I would say. Um, they're still around. They put an album in 2016 or 2017. It's kind of like dad rock. It's not bad. It's just uh, more terms, baby. Yeah, it's just kind of it just it just sounds like Long Island dad rock, you know? Yeah, totally know what that is. But they're, okay. but, you know, like the kind of stuff you want. Let's say you go to a bar on Long Island and it says live music out front, you know, and it's <laughs> and it's a There's bunch no of guys. There's no way it's that bad. There's no way it's that bad. Well, why don't you go look it up? Find out for yourself. I, I guess I could. Um, You're right. Yeah, it's it's from 2016, I think. And uh, it's basically like just a, a little bit better version of that, which is what they are. You know, they're like Long Island dads in their 40s now. So that's what it sounds like not bad um, it's not bad it's just kind of you know it's not uh it's not what you want when you press play on taking back sunday let's just put it that way right so i do, i also want to say um i don't have any of these songs in here but i think you might be surprised of my second concert um my second concert that i ever went to i don't have any of the songs because i didn't actually listen to these bands um really uh, I thought I did because I th I would listen to them because I thought they were I was cool, but then it very quickly was like okay I don't really actually like this that much. Yeah, my friend's dad took us. My second concert ever was Megadeth and Lamb of God. Megadeth fucking sucks. They're fucking horrible. <laughs> All right, well then I don't feel bad for never listening es to them. Especially well, they were okay up until like 1990, but they have sucked for like 35 years. Makes sense why my friend's dad, who really liked metal, brought us to that concert in like 2007, six. Exactly. And imagine how shitty 2007 Megadeth was. Like, I mean, I was, it was insane to me. I was just like, this is the most insane. Like, that and Lamb of God was just like, this Lamb is. Lamb of God's like, legit. Lamb of God okay. is very legit. Um, Megadeth, absolutely horrible. Like, absolutely awful. Like, to me, wow. one of the worst popular bands ever i don't i legitimately don't understand how anybody likes them then again i also don't understand how anybody likes drake and obviously there's millions of people who disagree with me so what do i know yeah yeah um, i could definitely but, tell you why people like drake but but uh, please I please please tell like me i i legitimately i had i had this conversation with adam 22 
he was not able to explain it to me either. So well, what can you explain say? to me? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Basically, people like Drake because it's easy to like Drake. Mm-hmm. And then he gets, because so many people like him, then he gets, and then don't get me wrong, he's he's good. He's talented. He's a talented rapper. He has a good And I don't think vision. he is. It's, he's like Dr. Seuss. Mm, there's way more Dr. Seuss type rappers. And compared... When he writes to, his own rhymes, though, he gets pretty Dr. Seussy. Right, but we don't know what he writes and what he does. We doesn't. don't know. It's true. We don't know. So it's really tough to say. But I'm talking about rapping in the skill of like delivery. He's yeah, got okay. a really okay. yeah, great yeah, yeah, delivery. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of like bars, I mean, no, he's not even top 50. Like nobody's going right. to give him that, right? Because which is okay. Incredible. Bars, bars yeah, are dumb. Bars that's don't matter. Different. That's a different like whatever. But yeah, um, in terms of, yeah, like just the whole thing is it's easy to like him. He's pretty, he's good. Like he's a good, he's good at delivering mm-hmm. and he has figured out a way to make himself so incredibly relatable despite being totally unrelatable to everyone exactly him so it's it's honestly just the beauty in in the branding and then um the perfect amount of simplicity really just the perfect amount of simplicity he's it it is perfect it is perfect i I understand why normies like drake for all the reasons you said what i don't understand is why people who are like you know i guess what you would call music nerds like drake a lot of music nerds shit on drake though well, yeah, maybe maybe so. I remember like Somebody back in, in my 2000 chat said Drake has been clowned on more this clowned on more this year than ever and that's facts. Okay, well that's good He's, to know cuz I remember back in like 2011 when everybody just hated on Drake, you know, there's like the softest so and so in the game list, he was the top of all those like Yeah. And then <laughs> a couple years later everyone's like, "Man, that that new Drizzy." I'm like, "What? People like Drake now? When did this happen?" Yeah. So there's Drake. an example of actually there's you asked about an example of that from rap and I would say Drake is maybe the biggest example of that. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Go look at how people talked about Drake in like 2011. Yeah, I mean I I definitely I do like Drake, but I'm uh I I'm not afraid to to criticize like anyone that I like as well. I can accept. I don't really have a bias towards like anyone really except Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne's the only one where I'm like he could be farting on the mic and he's fired. Like, I don't want hands to off, hands off Wheezy. Yeah, no, Lil Wayne is my goat. That's what I got. Say. It. Okay. He's my goat. Well, there are people um, who feel that way about Megadeth, which I find bizarre, but they're well, out there. <laughs> also, another first, um, my first CD that I ever purchased was American Idiot, which I will hear no slander from. Fantastic choice. Universe. Anybody that doesn't at least respect that is sus. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to put any of the songs in here because I felt like it was kind of a layup. And yep. also there's some bands that I felt were layups that I didn't feel like mentioning now because, you know, they're just obviously good. Green Day, Blink-182, Paramore, Sublime, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Linkin Park. I felt like I'm not... I think I you mean, would get some pushback on Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, well, they have a long history. Yeah. And they've changed uh, a lot. They have. I think you might get some pushback on that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan other than the vocals, which are atrocious. <laughs> um, and then I had another one that I just didn't want to talk about because I'm ashamed. And that is Simple Plan. Why would you be ashamed of that? They're great. They're super nice guys. But 
when a little I listen corny. To it now I'm yes. like very it's children's corny. music. It's, it's children's chil- music. Okay. Okay. It's for yeah, ten year olds, nine year olds. It's like it's like Nick Jr. punk. Okay. But okay. the songs okay. are great. For that. I mean, can you deny that can you deny that it's a good song? No, they're great. I great can't songs. deny that it's a good song, but I cannot listen to it. And again. most importantly, have you watched the videos recently or looked at any pictures of them from back then? <laughs> no. The the uh the early two thousands TRL pop punk drip on display with Simple Plan basically deserves its own highlight reel. They were up there with the best of them. The Dickie shorts coming halfway down to your ankles, the you know, spiky gelled up hair, uh airwalks with like high socks. Like basically they dressed like Southern California skateboarders, even though they were from Canada, which like makes it extra funny to me. The wrist the mo- very important part is the wristband halfway up their forearm i like they would you know for whatever reason have a wristband there i don't understand why interesting yeah very strong aesthetic a lot of drip here yep (laughs) um okay moving forward a band that i hope i don't get any pushback from because i'm not going to hear it um and that is good charlotte well i just made a video about how great this band is so oh really yeah dude Amazing. Let me tell you something about Good Charlotte. Let me tell you and your audience something about Let Good Charlotte. Let me tell Charlotte. you how bad I wanted Liberty Spikes after watching this. <laughs> this exactly. This is this is the pipeline. How would how would young Patrick CC know what the fuck Liberty Spikes are if it wasn't for Benji Madden? Either that or maybe Tony Hawk, but. I think that maybe good either Charlotte way, another person, everyone hated Tony Hawk too for, you know, for, for bringing normies into the game. But let me tell you something, since I know that you kind of have some, uh, have some roots in the emo rap world. Yeah. Good Charlotte invented all of that. Rit- Go back. Yeah. They did go back and watch the video for the Anthem. It's got like Joel wearing a Fendi track suit. The guy's, They've got like a bunch of like dudes with face tattoos in there, which this is 2002. Nobody had fucking face tattoos in 2002. Certainly not in the pop punk world. Uh, they got the guys from Vietnam in there, which is like a DMS hardcore band. Uh, they're talking Do about, it. and then they've got uh, you know the lowrider bikes. Uh, they've got the other song where they're talking about like YSL and shit. Like they were so far ahead of the curve. Dude, like how bas- about the half dyed hair? That yes, exactly. <laughs> Ex- exactly. That. Dude, I'm not Yo, kidding. I'm, what? I'm not kidding. All the shit, like every face tattoo fucking pop punk rapper is just from this fucking video. They invented this. <laughs> they literally they I'm just not, said, hey, I'm let's not go exaggerating. To the anthem video. Yes, I'm not exaggerating. Nope, Dude. look at that. The Fendi tracksuit. Who the, the fuck? Fendi tracksuit? Who the fuck? Who the fucking pop punk even knew what Fendi was in 2002? I didn't. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. It's so advanced. These guys were so ahead of the curve. I gotta watch that video now. Your video. Yeah, they're legit. Very smart guys. Still still involved behind the scenes. They have a management company called MDDN. They manage... Uh, Poppy and water parks and architects and a bunch of other artists. They're involved in some other things that are like not necessarily public knowledge, but are very important parts of the scene. Like these dudes have been on it for a long time 
And, I wonder how uh, the rap community felt about them. I think, uh, oh yeah, dude, somebody in my chat uh, mentioned Cemetery. Do you know him? The rapper? Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's You're my really hero. Him? He's my hero. Cemetery is very interesting. He sounds like so, Chief Keef and fucking, and, 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 and a metal band. Yeah. <laughs> His techniques are so advanced that I'm afraid that they're going to tear a hole in the time-space continuum. What's his big song? Great. Uh, I sure don't know which new. is the biggest one. Listen to this, y'all. Shout out to Cemetery. The Soldier Boy. Uh, yes. <laughs> whatever the clab. I don't know what the hell that is. Steel drum or whatever. Laughing through the pain. My chat is being blessed right now with true art. Exactly. And I would say Good Charlotte indirectly laid the groundwork for this. And Chief Keef. Yeah, but as far as like bridging like alternative culture with I mean, are you really rap? familiar with Chief Keef cuz this sounds exa- yeah. this sounds like a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a- but but as far as bridging like yes, definitely hit. But the interesting thing about Cemetery and all these other people is that they're like obviously he's not like a rap kid, you know. He's he's somebody from like the alternative kind of world who is doing rap and mm. Good Charlotte were legitimately way 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 ahead of the curve on that. Yeah. Yeah, wow, I was that's... I was writing about Chief Keef six months before he came out. You can go look my old blog up. Way like before, well, back when he was still on house arrest and shit. Well, and he you was get like put on to him, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy was putting people on a Chief Keef. Uh, me and my friends were. I, I mean, I was in Amigos back then too. Uh, my friends and I were just into Soldier Boy made the Amigos. That's what he says. I, I mean. Soldier, like, as you said, Soldier lies about a lot of things, but he's also not wrong. He's a fucking liar, bro. Uh, it's like he, he just rides the line of like, you're like, okay, he's oh, kind of lying, but it's kind of also true. I did want to say um, the young and the hopeless. Uh, I didn't put a lot of songs in, in the playlist because I felt like th- this whole album was pretty dang good. And I yep. realized that um, the next album i didn't i didn't like as much yeah i I agree with this song i liked this song this album's a little darker you know uh i I didn't care for it personally but i get it it's well done like this i didn't even realize it sounds like a hip-hop song yeah that yeah with those like uh the strings it's got that sort of like germaine dupree almost kind of sound to it this is straight up a hip hop song. Now yeah. I think about it. How advanced were these guys? This is a banger, bro. Good Charlotte walked so Cemetery could run, my friends. Well, it sounds like a pop song now. All right, cool. So I'm glad that you like Good Charlotte because that one was going to hurt me more than probably the any other ones if you were like, no. Because Put some respect on Good Charlotte. Cause just 
girls don't like boys, girls like cars and money. You know, I was like, bruh, Which is that actually is so the, it's, true. Y'all are talking. It's, it's actually the opposite of truth, but I know. it was a good line. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny because, yeah. Anyways, even it was I a picked good line. up on that when I was a kid. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't seem 100% accurate, but. <laughs> right. But I'll okay, go with it because I'm nine. Moving forward is another band that I will. I'll be pretty. I'll be pretty upset. Okay. And I know, I know the genre. It's punk. Okay. And I hope that it's not fake punk or something or like mall punk. Okay. Does mall punk exist? Yes. There we Song go. 41. Great band. Okay. All right. What's I had decent taste, everybody, so far. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is their best song, in my opinion. I love this song. I love how punk is just mixed like shit. I mean, it it should be, you know? Yeah. It can't sound be. too good. Because nobody came. This is a fucking legitimately great song and actually really creative. And there's nothing else that sounded like this back then or actually it still does. Like very, very innovative, very creative, kind of all over the place. I think it's just cool. You know, these kids are just random kids from somewhere up in Canada that sort of put together, like they said in here, you know, Maiden and Priest, and then they've got the rap kind of influences and Blink, and they just put it all together, and it, it came out great. Super catchy Dude. songs. Dude. This whole album was great. Yeah, this one was great. Um, damn, so they you think they just, they just made this somewhere in somebody's garage? This album, or was this I mean, like a studio produced album? Oh, I'm sure. It's just let's let's look up. I'm sure that I mean back then albums were really expensive, so I don't know who. Let's look this. Let's look up who recorded this and where. I bet I bet they spent like a million dollars on it actually. Damn. But let's look because back then it was expensive to make albums. Oh yeah, Jerry Finn produced this. So there you go. He's one of the best of all time. He also did like Blink 182, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and like a ton of other shit. MXPX and Green Day. Oh, they some and damn industry plants. That's right. Thank you. Uh, let's see. I wonder if it'll say where it was recorded. Oh, fucking TLA mixed it. Tom Lord Algae, one of the best of all time. So Jerry Finn produced it. TLA mixed it. TLA is a legend. His brother, Chris Lord Algae, mixed American Idiot and is widely regarded and Paramore. Uh, and he's re widely regarded as like the best rock, mix rock mixer of all time. And Tom is his brother, who I would personally say is a little bit better. Um, but both so, of them were great. So back then, God, you why know, do I know? It is ridiculous how much random shit I know about all this. So back then, tell me, is uh, a band like Sum Forty One? You know this this album. I think I looked yeah. it up. It came out two thousand two. So mm -hmm. Sum Forty One in the year two thousand is probably just or 99 or 98 or whatever. Yeah. They're just a bunch of kids. They're probably just in somebody's garage and they have yep. their, they have their dad's guitar or something. Probably not a lot of money. They just figured out a way to get some instruments, right? Yep. They start writing songs. They start doing house parties and people are like, Hey, you guys are kind of good. They're like, yeah. yeah, let's start making some songs. Right. So then how does it get to the point where they're making songs at house parties? Maybe, um, to the point where they have the best engineer in rock history mixing their first album. What happens? Especially in 2002. Like, right now, so, it's like the internet. It's like everything is just the internet. But yeah. what, what happens then? 
it's possible that even that early there was mp3.com and there were bands that were discovered from the charts on there. I, I don't think that was the case for them. But um, the, back then there were things called like label showcases or there were scouts that would just go to random shows like, you know, in Anywhere. Toronto or whatever. Yeah. And just go see bands, you know, just word of mouth. That was like, you know, ARs basically that would just go. It, it was a little bit the hard way back then. Yeah, a little bit different than now where it's like if you have any sort of platform, you're going to get 50 fucking emails a minute from people trying to, you know, play their music. And they just you have know, data of just like this. This song is trending. Boom. Yeah. Or yeah. And back then, you know, it's just you had to go seek it out a little bit more. But that's there were people whose job was to do that. Um, and then probably so fun. And oh, God. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's. It, it's a lot of work. Travel. It's like being a baseball scout, you know, traveling around, like watching all these local bands play and stuff. Um, and they would do like industry showcases where if a band was starting to get a little bit of buzz, their manager would, you know, fly them out to L.A. to do a show some night at some club and invite industry people there to come to the show. It's like, oh, there's a showcase for this band. We're shopping them around. And then hopefully someone in the crowd would want to sign or ho hopefully there'd be a bidding war you know, between multiple people who wanted to sign them. Wow. Okay. So dang. So like, was being independent even really a thing? Like, did people ever have any independent success, like as a band back then? Like, was well, it I mean, I guess it depends what you push. I guess it, independent? it depends what you mean by success uh, and by independent, because there were certainly labels like fat records or epitaph or, um, you know, Revelation or whatever, Drive Through. I don't remember when they came out, but there were these labels that were independent labels, as in not owned by one of the big majors that, you know, had like Epitaph is still independent. And, uh, you know, you could do pretty well or Sub Pop, you know, was another independent. So you could, you could do relatively well on one of those labels. Roadrunner back then was still independent. But it's, it's a different world from now, for one, because it's really expensive to make an album. I mean, back then, there was no reason why a rock band should spend more than 50 grand on an album, really, unless you're like fucking Metallica or something like $50,000 album budget is great now for a rock band. Whereas back then, you know, it was not hard to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on that or a video. Like I remember uh, one of the guys from Mest, I want to say he told me they spent like $100,000 on their first video and like how the fuck would you even spend $100,000 on a video now? I get that, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. It's like you spent $100,000 on a video for Mest. A video? Oh but that's God. how much it costs when you're shooting on film and like it's just how much it costs back then. Here's, here's how much it costs. Do you have one of these? Exactly. It'll be fine. It'll be great. Exactly. Yeah, um, and so it's just a different world. This was the album though for me, for some 41. Yeah, a lot of people like this one better. Does this look infected? I mean, what a great album cover. Or or Chuck, that's the album. The the unfortunate thing about Sum 41 is that uh, they got a little bit more metal uh, over time. And anytime that metal starts to become... This is what's the Chugga Chugga, right? Yeah. Yeah, and anytime metal starts getting involved, then that means metal nerds start getting involved. Uh, and they just show up and ruin the fun. You know, it's like the guy that shows up at the house party and grabs the ox and plays fucking Pantera or whatever. And everyone's just like, why are you doing this? Nobody yeah. wants to hear Pantera at a party. So metal is like the elitist of all yeah. elitists. And who's the king of metal? Kings of Ugh, metal. I mean, 
Depends who you depends who you ask, but you know, Metallica, I guess. Does the name metal come from Metallica? Or like are they are they No, the the I think heavy metal, I wanna say it's like uh I think it's a song by like Deep Purple or something from like nineteen seventy two or something like that. I think is the origin the or, origin of it, I think. Deep metal. Interesting. Deep Interesting. purple. Or deep purple. I think it's it, it might not be Deep Purple, but it's some old Steppenwolf. Okay, that's what it says in the chat. Yeah, one of those old bands. That's sort of Dude. like proto metal. This so so what about today? Some forty one. Well, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, they have a lot of Punisher fans now. Uh, Punisher fans mean, meaning the kind of people who have diarrhea of the mouth, and if you bring the band up, they'll just fucking gush about how great the band is. And so I try to avoid bringing him up. I would. Do What's that? that? Even though I don't, even though I don't know much about no, it. No, I no, 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 no. That's the equivalent of like uh, NF fans, you know. Where you're just like, dude, go away. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about how great and underrated NF is. Like, we get it. Just go away. Oh, my God. This shit. I don't know. I think this is, like, my favorite. This is probably my favorite to go back to. Solid choice. Yeah, the first three albums are all, like it says in my chat here, first three some 41 albums are all really good. It's true. All right. So I have... I have pretty decent taste. I, I, yeah, I keep going, honestly. I had a lot of Sum 41 in here. Yeah, Still you, waiting, banger. I, I don't think Sum 41 has ever put out anything bad. I prefer their early stuff because it's a little bit more pop punk and less metal. But, I, you know, objectively, I would say that they have a really strong batting average. They're great. Um. Yeah, I guess no reason. Damn, yeah, this I have is a lot. This is the one where they want really metal. So you don't like this? Uh, no. You hear how much this sounds like Metallica? This shit hard. I don't care. <laughs> but this isn't a metal pace right here. Uh, it's metal. It kind. Of, you Is know, it? it's definitely. It's it's really. It's punk and it's punk meets metal. It's you like know, drum and bass. I didn't yeah, know that which, was like. That was like a met. I didn't know that was like a metal pacing. Like that. yeah, a lot of those drum and bass guys were metal dudes. Like a lot of them. Really? Yeah. I think I think uh, I don't know much about metal. I don't think I listen to that much metal. You're I not think. missing anything. You're good. So what would you say is like, or where where would you rank for some forty one for you personally? Because you've been speaking relatively objectively. Uh, personally, they're, uh, they're, well, it's not their first album, I guess, but All Killer No Filler, which is the first album, as far as most people are concerned, uh, I would say that, uh, yeah, I think it's great. Still holds up. I like are it. Are you the guy that always likes the first album? Uh, no, I actually tend to like the weird shit that, the, the weird album that other people don't like. Got you. All right. Well, then I have a feeling that I'm going to, this, this next one might be. This one might be where I get some shit, and I it's okay because it's really just okay. one song. Um, but it's Miss Murder. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't, I didn't listen to too much AFI, but I just, I still think this song is amazing. It's great. I didn't realize this intro, bro. Well, my chat knows how I feel about intros. You hate them? Hate them? Yeah, I hate them too. I think everyone. Lil Pump showed everyone the 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 formula. Yeah. Right yeah, into the and hook. And no baby, bullshit. Yeah. Yes, no bullshit. Just go right into the hook. Eight bars, most. Exactly. Most. At most. 
That's why Sum 41 is great. That's right. All the songs are a minute and a half, and it's just like... All killer, no filler, just like they said. Uh, this is my personal favorite AFI album by far. Uh, AFI fandom, you know, they've changed a lot of their... They've changed their sound a lot over the years, and the AFI fandom is very divided on that. There's some people that only like the early stuff, which is more punk. Uh, there's yeah, some people that only like through. the later stuff. I was flipping through because I'm like, man, is there any other AFI songs that I liked? And there wasn't, but I was like, man, all this shit sounds so different. Yeah. And like, I just remember seeing this guy on TV and being like, wow, like, just look at that human. Like, what is that? You know, what, what do you call that? You know, I just, I had no idea. I was just like, this is, this is a fucking look that I've never seen anyone in real life. Have. yeah i mean he was he's he's an icon you know for the aesthetic for sure and i don't i don't know him personally but we have a lot of mutual friends in common i have never heard a bad thing about davy havoc in my entire life in a scene where people love to talk shit <laughs> so the fact that davy is universally liked and respected i think says a lot wow wow yeah that's awesome um so the next band we are taking a total shift maybe a shift that you don't expect and I'm excited because this is where if I bust out this band, 90% of people are like, what? And okay. they might not be unique to your audience. It probably isn't. But if I busted this out, a lot of people would be like, how the We're fuck ready. do you even Is know everybody that? ready? Everybody's ready, baby. It, I, Hold on. I play, it, I play it. Your chat's like this. <laughs> um, Streetlight oh, Manifesto. God. Here's where I draw the line. Here's where Dude. I draw the line. Dude, this shit's this makes hard. Me feel, this makes me feel like I'm in the... In, in... This makes me... Oh, God, I'm, I'm trying not to be rude, but... <laughs> I won't take it personally. No, oh, it's not you, no. Like, the, the, the... It makes me think of girls with the haircut, like, on the cover of this album, with the turf bangs... And like they were the bob, five, bro. And let's Barely just say, rock. have you have you ever met a girl with bangs who was mentally stable? <laughs> I don't think you have. Um, yeah. When my girlfriend had bangs, she wasn't doing too hot. Exactly. As soon as she cut them, everything was fine. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dude, but this song is amazing. Okay, right here, the saddest song. It's amazing. Can we all agree right now? This is as capital V as it gets. Dude, no I mean, way, dude. <laughs> Do you hear this instrumentation? I, uh, I'm i trying not to, but unfortunately I do. This band's fan base is also awful. God, ska is the most cringe genre. I, I, I used to be more mellow about ska, but... Now I interact with ska fans a lot because whenever I mention it, like they're the most fucking sensitive, butthurt fucking fan base on earth. And I don't understand it. Like, how can people be this fucking precious and sensitive and thin skinned about music that sounds like that? I don't understand. Dude, how, this is ska, how is ska nerd a thing like ska gatekeeper? Like, I get yeah. fucking paragraph. Somebody called me racist because I don't like ska. Because <laughs> I don't well, like real big fish. Like, hey, first of all, those guys are as fucking white as it gets. Hey, ska fans. 
I, I'll ride for you, bro. I mean, I'm not going to cry for you, but I'll, hey. So, so I'll, if we were in the joint, if we were doing time, you'd be in the ska car. I don't know, man. I would and probably want to hang. If we were, you're talking about in the brig? That's what I'm talking about. They'd hand oh, you no, that, I'm gonna be they'd hand metal, that blinky I'm and they'd be, be like, Patrick, if you're in the ska car, we're going to need you to put in work on the metalcore boys. No, absolutely not. I'm <laughs> okay. going with the metalheads because they're definitely tougher. But I'm in the I'm in the metalcore car, but and I will put in the work. You need me to shank ska fans, dude. I'm here listen, for you. I'll I will ride or die for this car. I'll take a trumpet and put it where they don't want it. I don't care, but I will still enjoy the sound that it makes when they're, you know, just farting out trumpet sounds. I just want you to know that when it goes down on the yard, I just want you to know which side of the line you're on. Yeah, I'm not riding for uh, for for ska that hard, but I do particularly like um i like a little bit you know it's fun i don't know what trio alcohol and trio is like sad boy pop punk the original sad boy pop punk i really just liked this song honestly a stupid kid is my favorite alkaline trio song do you know that one nope This song slaps, though. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little, you know, a little too sad boy for me. Um, but again, this is really, you know, Cold Heart is just Alkaline Trio with 808s, basically. Hmm. Interesting. You know, like sad boy pop punk, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't feel very sad, this song. Oh, it's sad. Alkaline Trail's very, very dark shit. Super dark. Well, the lyrics are, for sure. Yes, yes. That, and that's what's interesting. The, the music sounds song. upbeat and happy, but Alkaline Trio in general is a really fucking dark band. Like, Alkaline Trio fans uh, are not a happy bunch. Let's put it that way. The yeah, people, I mean, and they have some super, super irony fans. Is, uh, is, I mean, having agony be <laughs> in the title of your album it's is... Intense. Yeah, that is that is intense. Moving Alkaline forward, Trio to, fans, if they do not have big therapy bills, they probably should. Let's put it that way. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effie Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2Z. 020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.
But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. Moving forward, I don't think uh, I'm still bumping this or I'm even proud of this song and I feel like I might get made fun of, but I also have no idea. We're going to go <laughs> with Jack's oh. Mannequin Dark Blood. <laughs> I actually really, really liked this project. I always forget whether something corporate or Jack's Mannequin came first. Um, but I really liked this album and I like what's Andrew McMahon. Is that his name? Um, I, I, he seems like a cool guy, super talented. I actually really like this. It's, it's as fucking corny and G rated as it gets. Um, yeah, this is, this is only about a notch above simple plan. Yeah, this is, like this a, is like a Hallmark movie kind of music. Um, but I'm a pretty G rated guy, so I'm on board with that. I really liked it a lot. And isn't he from like, he's from like, the softest place ever. I think isn't he from like Dana Point? I think I think he is. What's Dana yeah. Point? Dana Point is like a super nice, rich town in Orange County. Like one well, of the yeah, nicer. This, this song gives me country club vibes. Yes, exactly, exactly. He's he's an Orange County country club kid, which is totally fine. I'm not one of these people that like thinks it's wrong if you're you know from a rich family or something like that, but. Um, I mean, it's, it just is what it is, you know? There's not a, not a guy who grew up on the wrong side of the tracks, and, and that's totally cool. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, and I actually find it refreshing, you know, as somebody who grew up around a lot of fucked up shit, you know, like have my it's family... It's nice or, to hear the country kid. The, the yeah, I mean, exactly, exactly. I don't need <laughs> to hear... Like, that's why I don't, like, vibe so much with Aqualine Trio and stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't need to hear the guy in the band tell me about being a fucking drug addict drug addict because my dad told me about that when I was nine. <laughs> like right. I don't need to hear more about it from Matt Skiba. Give me the country club guy. Tell me what it's like to be a country club kid from Dana Point because that's what I'm about. Well, evidently that's what I just, aspire to be. Evidently, he just feels a little bit like he kind of wants this girl, but he just you know it's 
there's so many people in this country club having a great time that he feels alone because she doesn't like me back. He's the poorest of all of the rich people, but it's right. Really rich. Yeah. My parents only have a three car garage and I'm ashamed of it. It's like, uh, like, do you remember the OC? Did you ever watch that show? Yeah. I remember it a little bit. Great show. You know, it's like uh, Ryan from the OC. It's like, yeah, I live in Laguna or Newport, wherever it's from. I guess they're Newport. I live in Newport, but I'm from Chino. I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. Oh, my God. Keeping the emo vibes. Here we go with uh, Motion City Soundtrack. Love this band. Really? Absolutely love this band. Yes. Goat status in my book. This song is fire. Probably one of my favorites. Another band that is... It's actually hard for me to listen to them because their lyrics are... I don't know if you've listened to them as an adult with, like... Their lyrics are so goddamn dark. Like, brutal, brutal, brutal addiction and depression shit. Like, the song Let's Get Fucked Up and Die. Like, that's not... I remember that song. Like, he's saying it in a tongue-in-cheek way, but, like, it's kind of like... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Is Is he alive? Uh, yeah, but he was an alcoholic for a long time, and he definitely could have died. Um, well, I'm glad that he's alive. Yeah, he seems like a Justin Justin Pierre, right? Uh, seems like a really smart, cool guy. Um, I like uh, the album after this even better. Um, this one is really good, too. The ocean but, theme parks and airplanes. Yeah. Such a fun... Fi- hey, Bars. Bars, he, dude. He's an he's an incredible lyricist. He really Bars, is. Bars, dude. Listen to this. Bars. All things that I hate too. I agree. <laughs> Great dude. song. Yeah, I, I I love this band. It's just it really is hard for me. To, like, I, I I was listening to this album a lot. Uh, and the one after it, when it came out in 2008 or whatever, 2009, when I was going through was some very... Was this the same one? What song is this? The Future Freaks Me Out? Uh, no. This one's a banger. Broken Heart. Break? Um, uh, Yes, I do. Play the song Broken Heart, man. That that one is fucking brutal. I was, I was listening to this band a lot when I was going through some really, really, really dark times. And it's actually hard for me to listen to it now because it's too real and i think that's part of the reason why the band didn't get uh broken heart i think that's part of the reason why the band didn't get bigger is because their lyrics are just too real the same with alkaline trio it's like to really resonate with this band you got to be kind of a fucked up person or at least have been through some fucked up stuff so i i think it's just too dark for like the mall kids to really relate to it i mean i was vibing with this one but this one is a little more But you didn't stick with it because, you know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah maybe it got once too you dark. get, once you get below the surface, you, it's like, Ooh, geez, you know, it's intense. Fantastic band though. I, I would say as far as what people think of them, they sort of slip through the cracks. People don't really think about them. Are you going to cry right now? I have cried to this band before the song, the conversation. If you know that one, it is brutal that con- it's like alkaline trio that contrast between these really kind of up, um um catchy 
upbeat kind of melodies with really heavy dark lyrics. Oh my god, look at this. Look at this yes, visual win- masterpiece. Windows Movie Maker. Top 10 breakdowns that will cure your depression. Dude. Yeah, Unwritten Law is another band like this, like it says in my chat. Yeah, so Motion City Soundtrack, My Favorite Accident. Is this a... Maybe I gotta listen to these a little deeper. Yeah, go read the lyrics too. I don't like this song that much. It's a little too... I like how electronic it is. Yeah, they had that Moog synth, the monophonic Moog. The worst job in every band, being the guy that has to rock out on the synth. Yeah, because how do you do it? Yeah. You just can't. You're like, it's like, dude, I know you're missing the keys. (laughs) Like, there's no way you're hitting the keys when you're rocking out on the keyboard. Um, the next so backing one is, tracks are for, like I said before, when I was like, I just wanted, there was a, t- there were some songs that I just listened to because they were really loud and they had screaming and stuff. And I thought I was cool. That was this next song. Oh, here we go. Job for a cowboy. Classic. Classic. Pizza rolls. Yes. The misheard lyrics video. Yes. I think that's how I found it. Yeah, misheard lyrics. The Waking the Cadaver uh, had a, a really good misheard lyrics too. I eat shredded wheat. Yo. God, I love this song. There it is. The iconic scream. Dude. This Amazing. this EP is this EP Amazing is fucking banding. great. Yeah, you know, these kids were like 17 when they did this, too. I didn't know that. Super I, young. This is what I heard. Again, I don't even know. 2005, I was 11. I heard that they didn't have a real drummer, and they used a drum machine, and that no, was... No, 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 no. No, that's, that, that's a real drummer. That drummer's fucking great. Yeah, and then that that's what I heard, and then I was like, wow, that's why the drums are so crazy. No, that th- those guys are all sick players, especially at that age. I, I, they've been on. Somebody will. I'm pretty sure they've gone on to be in some other bands. Like, wasn't one of them in the Faceless or something like that? Someone will tell me in the in the chat. Um, but no, those guys are all awesome fucking players, and they went on to play more like technical death metal. Like those guys are top notch players. Cool. There's there's so nothing I'm, fake. I'm doing pretty good so far. Absolutely. Streetlight Manifesto is the only miss for me, but that's just me personally. I'd say it's a credible I'm, choice. I'm not even willing to die on that hill. If you were like, listen, Patrick, you can never listen to that band ever again. Disavow it. That, that's my safety. advice. I would Disavow say, it. okay, that's fine. <laughs> I would much rather listen to a lot of the other bands that we played than that like, one. Do, just... you, do you ever see Saving Private Ryan? Uh, yeah. You know the part where he stabs the guy? Like, you know, they're like face to face and he's like slowly stabbing the guy. That's what that's, I do with that's the band. Exactly. Like, sorry, guys. You know if it came, it's you know if it really came personal. to this. I'm yeah. sorry, but you know I have to do this. <laughs> okay, the next one is a band that I saw in concert, or I I went to a bigger concert, and they were one of the openers. Um, it was more of a festival, and I just wanted this one song because I have no idea. I didn't realize how popular it was. Stone sour through the glass. Oh, okay. Oh, this song. 
Pretty I sure think this Stone's, song was really popular. Yeah, Stone Sour is definitely butt rock. Yeah. Okay. I can. Yeah. I just kind of liked this song. I, I like really the song it. Get Inside, which I think is not one of the more popular ones. And so, you know, this is like two guys from Slipknot, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, the singer and guitarist of Slipknot. But this was their this band. This is the guy. This is uh. It's Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor. The guy that who's beefing with MGK. What the fuck? I never even realized. That's why I like his voice. Yep. Yeah, I he's mean, a great singer. I. Have you ever? Have you seen Corey Taylor? You need to look up. Uh, is so cringe. Look up Corey Taylor's song. Uh, CMFT must be stopped. It's Should horrible right now. Yeah, it's horrible. Okay. And, and and this is like, I think MGK is cringe, but uh, he should have brought this up if he wanted to, if he wanted to diss Corey Taylor, he should have brought, yeah, there it is. Tech it's nine. so, yeah, which, okay, strike one, tech nine. Tech nine is a legend though. You can't diss tech nine. He is a legend, but he is also very corny. But I respect him, but his music is not good. Where does where does Corey start? Uh, where where does he start singing? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Pretty soon. But there he is. That's him there. Oh, he starts off the song. Yeah. This is just pure. This is like rap butt rock. It's so awful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, this Corey. Like, but it sounds like a kid rock song. Yes, exactly. But worse. It's like, it's like a, a truck commercial or something. This sounds like the song that The Rock just put out. <laughs> yes, yes. Hell yeah, brother! Real rock is back, That's baby. That's right. Turn that motherfucking shit up, brother. Oh my god, he's got the fucking the the WWE belt. Holy shit! Yeah. Yo, I'm. Are we sure that he didn't write the song for The Rock? I mean, we can't rule it out. Oh my god, this is bad. It's horrible. It's so bad. And I feel bad for Corey because, you know, he's such a big star, such a powerful guy that the, the, that there was nobody who was willing to take the risk of taking him aside and be like, dude, do Why not put talking? this out. He's just talking. It's called rapping, Pat. Maybe you've heard of it. He's just loudly talking. He does have a really powerful voice. Like, he's an voice. awesome voice. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's a fucking incredible vocalist, but I just feel bad that there is nobody in his circle that took him aside and was like, do not dude, don't put this out. This is so bad. Trust me. Yeah. I didn't put any slipknot in here, but I definitely listened to them. I felt like that was kind of a gimme. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stone Sour. I never put two and two together. See, that's how young I was. It just didn't, you just didn't fucking. Yeah. I mean, why would you? Stone Sour, I would say, is a staple of butt rock. You know, it's, it's one of those, you know, entry level butt rock bands. Perfectly. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think, I don't like them, but uh, as far as butt rock goes, not bad. You know, sure. Yeah. Not bad. Sure. Um, so then the next band was at the same concert, um, which I got put onto festival, I should say. And that is um, Flyleaf. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm. I was listening back to this. I it's still pretty like good. This a lot. 
Yeah, I agree. I hadn't listened to them in like 10 years or something. And I listened to them recently and I was like, you know, this is better than I remembered. She's got a great I, voice. When I saw them live, I was like, I was like, this is, first of all, probably the first time I'd ever seen a female leading a band. And yeah. I thought it was so cool. I was like, she is fucking awesome. Yes, yeah, she is. And she sounded great live. The production on this uh, sounds a little dated to me because it is from 2005 or whatever. Um, but she walked so Cruella could could run, right? I love Cruella. And then the other one, fully alive. I fell in love with Cruella when I heard their song at some like ABG boba shop. Uh, the I just want to, what is it like? I just want to melt into your crazy laughter or whatever it is. Um, I was like, this uh, song is corny as shit, but I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to melt into your... Yeah. Um, What the hell is that song? Yo. Yo. What is the song? I was just singing it the other day. It's a perfect song to hear in an ABG Boba Shop, too. Um, Dude. Damn, I can't think of it. But this song is better, probably. Yeah. Flyleaf holds up, for sure. Much better than I thought. I, I was expecting to listen to this and think that it was kind of cringy. I was like, actually... This is solid. Are they still together? I think they are. I think, you know, they're a Christian band, so they sort of exist in a parallel universe from the rest of rock to some extent. Uh, kind of the skillet sort of world. Got you. Got you. Interesting. Um, so the next one, I have no idea. I don't know what I'm going to get for this. Okay. I don't know. We're ready. It's a huge band. Um, this was the festival. So we literally went in order, I think, or maybe I think Flyleaf was actually before Stone Sour, but, um, the, the headliners. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Corn baby. Mm hmm. Great. Band. Are they just, are they just kind of undeniable because they're huge? Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's just they're... like you can't really like you can dislike them, but you can't be like they're trash. No, no. If you think that about corn, although that is what everyone thought back when they came out, because that's right. how rock is. But uh, I mean, they invented new metal for one, which is like the most popular genre of metal. Um, OK. Yeah. I mean, if you if you don't acknowledge corn, you're a clown, basically. I mean, that's just all there is to it. OK. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, I just. Yeah. yeah, like you don't. If but you don't like, I really them, liked corn. Yeah, really if someone's like, corn. I don't really like corn. That's that's fine. But if you don't acknowledge them, you're a clown. Hmm. I uh, yeah. They they headlined this festival, same place that I saw Megadeth. I loved the Megadeth and Lamb of God concert so much that I asked God, this my song friends. Is good. I asked my friend's dad, "Hey, bring me to another one," and he was like, "I got just the one." And we went and saw Corn. Man, Corn was so good live. I don't well, I don't know if they were when you saw them, but in the oh, 90s no, they were dope. fucking great. It was dope. Jonathan Davis is an incredible frontman. I remember. I don't think this yes. song is good, but I have this distinct memory of so. 
you know, this. He tells everybody, you know, put your middle finger in the air, yeah. right? Easy. It's almost Very like rude. the song was why designed. Would you, why would you do that? that? That's a rude gesture. Right. And I you just look, remember. You look towards your mom and you're like, can I, I, can look, I do it? I no, I, I look towards my friend's dad. And I saw my friend whose name was Matt. He was doing it. And I was like looking at him. I and do it? I just remember the fucking look on like my friend's dad's face and all of his friends at that like just them watching us be so like into it and just yelling fuck that at age like 10 or 11 they just thought it was hilarious and i just remember feeling like slightly embarrassed but like also like i'm having the best time ever like i can't believe i just did that yeah it feels a little silly but holy shit that was cool uh, good song, but I think Twisted Transistor is my favorite. Okay. I think this song is crazy. It's a good song. Um, and also uh, this have, album Have you cover. seen the video? No, I remember the video to Coming Undone. The video for Twisted Transistor is actually really clever. It has uh, rappers playing them. I forget who it is. I want to say it's like Exhibit in... Uh, Red Man, I don't remember who it is, but these this rappers playing the band. It's pretty clever. So they started new metal, you said. Oh, what yeah. is what is new metal? New metal would be uh corn, limp biscuit, uh slipknot, um what's the there's an obvious band that I'm forgetting. Um I don't know why. Uh but yeah, like that kind of a coal chamber, um, all those kind of bands. And what what makes it new? Lincoln Park, yes, of course, yes. Lincoln Park is the so biggest. So it's just like what is it? Just kind of bigger instrumentation that goes beyond just guitars and drums, or is it like the, with the vocal mixing or like what, uh, I guess? Well, new metal. Like if you compare, listen to Metallica versus Corn. You know, like new metal was a lot darker. They tuned down a lot lower. It was like more about groove and atmosphere. You know, sometimes a little bit of like there's a bit of hip hop in there, whether that was like, you know, they had kind of like a funkier sort of feel uh, the way they dressed, you know, so it's kind of kind of that it was like. Right. New, and then some of the bands like Cold Chamber, were a little bit more gothic, you know, basically they all look like e-girls. Hmm. That kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah. Baggy pants with the wallet chain and eyebrow yeah. piercing oh. fishnet shirt. Fire. Maybe and yeah, exactly. Like Adidas tracksuit, you know, that's new metal. So the e-girl, e-boy look. Okay. Well, the next one, I think we're kind of stepping back again. Okay. Hawthorne Heights. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, this is kind of still pop punk, right? I mean, uh, I would call this this is Mall Screamo also same same kind of bucket of Silverstein. I would say. Makes sense why I liked it. Yep. It sounds a lot like Silverstein. But honestly. better, yeah. Better? It's like the, the better, ver yeah, more polished version of Silverstein. Yeah, Hawthorne Heights was huge, like iconic band uh, from Dayton. I lived in Cincinnati right around the time they were blowing up, so it was kind of cool to see a band from that area, you know, get big. Dude. Great song. Great Dude. song. Dude, so fire. 
I love yeah, the Hawthorne Heights the drum builds. Yeah, great, great song. They're respected now too. Uh, I mean, all these bands were hated when they came out, as we've talked about. Uh, but I think people have finally come around to Hawthorne Heights, and you know they're respected now, as they should be. This kind of has like a more of a metal. Yep. Did everybody go metal? Is that what happens? Uh, I want to say that at least one of the guys in this band was actually from like the Dayton hardcore scene. It's it's possible that one of them might have even been in Courage Crew, but I might be wrong about that. If not, they were definitely at least friendly with Courage Crew guys. So um, they were hardcore adjacent. So that's kind of where the heavier side of it comes from, I think. Interesting. Um, next band, I believe, is a bit of a gear shift again. Bullet from my Valentine. Hmm. Another metalcore band. Metalcore. Okay. Yep. Yeah. This is like a Treyu vibes. Exactly. I liked this a lot. And now, now, now I'm, I'm starting to draw conclusions. Yeah. Starting to figure out why I sort of liked the sounds that I liked. Exactly. It's, it's, this is a very unexpected one. This ended up going to like, I want to say number four on Billboard or something like that. Uh, it was surprisingly popular. Dude, I and wish. And this, uh, this is the album that put uh, Trust Kill Records on the map, which was kind of the defining metalcore label of the mid-2000s. They also put out, um, I think they put out a Treyu. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, Trust Kill. Shout out to Josh Grabell from Trust Kill, the legend. Put out 18 Visions and Throwdown and every other awesome mid 2000s metalcore band, and uh, Bullet for My Valentine paid for all that. <laughs> mean. Yeah, they're good. They were really young too. They're from Wales, which is weird. Have I said anything so far that's been surprising, or is or do you think that like this is all like regular? Um, no, none of it's surprising. Uh. You know, this is this is like solid mid 2000s entry level, you know, MTV mall core kind of music, which is great. OK. What you about know, it's like it's like in, in, in 15 years, people are going to say that Lil Peep was like their favorite thing when they were 12. And you'll be like, yeah, all right. That makes Lil sense. Lil Peep might be more of a deep cut. Lil Peep will be more of a deep cut. It's Juice World that I think. Whatever. Yeah. OK, be fine. More predictable. But- yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's that's true. But you yeah. get it, you know. You'd be like, yeah, all right, that makes sense. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I was really into to Bullet for My Valentine. I'm not going. Good lie. band, underrated. Still around. Still, they're a little bit more butt rock now, uh, but they're still around, still doing well. They do really well in Europe because they're Welsh. Ah, they're from Europe. Yeah. Nice. Um, next one. Oh. One hit Red. wonder. Yep. Is this the song? Is this the hit song? Or is this uh, the album is one hit? Yeah, yeah. This this is the song. Yeah. This actually got mainstream radio play and like like my sister in law, you know, my thirty five year old sister from Vietnam probably knows this song. You know? Really? Yeah, it was like super popular and they never had anything else. It's a great song. They never had another follow up. Well, this I was is, around the for song. it, I guess. Yeah, it's a great song. It is a good song. And they are still around, yeah. I thought this was Yellow Card for the longest time because that lead guitar sounds like a violin. It does sound like Yellow Card. Yeah. 
I could see why girls liked this song. Mm-hmm. That's good lyrics, too. It's actually cool that they got that big with, like, you know, a song with substantial lyrics. I think we can we can breeze through the next part, but I just want to do it just to just to laugh. Oh boy! Listen, I thought I was clear about this. Obama and I banned it. Okay. November first, Obama. You don't even like this a little bit. I liked this stuff in like '94. Dude, it sounds like the Even Stevens intro. In all the best ways. This just makes me think of like Nick Jr. You know? But it's so good. Okay, Listen, you're gonna good. have to it's you're gonna have good. to take it up with Obama, okay? Like it's his band, not mine. Alright, but what about this one? Outlawed. Gent, ska, anime, all banned. What about this one though? Uh well, I, I don't I don't love Goldfinger, but you may remain I don't. I, I'm not a fan. Uh, I like. Uh, there's only one Goldfinger song that I like. Um, I forget the name of it, but it's ironic because the uh, one of the lines is like, "I want to know that the singer wrote the goddamn singer wrote the song," which is ironic because the singer of this band, John Feldman, has written songs for like every fucking band under the sun, like all the Travis Barker pop punk stuff. John Feldman has written a lot of that stuff, so I find it very ironic that he wrote a song about how. Like co-writers suck. Uh, yeah, right. He's when like he the biggest co-writer. He's he's incredible. No disrespect. I mean, John Feldman's the fucking man. Um, Dude, he's incredible. This song is so good, though. It is objectively good. Yes, it is. I mean, Feldman. I would just prefer this song if it wasn't a ska song. Like if it was just a straight up pop punk song. But nobody writes vocal melodies, like, nobody writes choruses like Feldman. He's the master of pop-punk choruses. Okay. That's good to know. He's the master. The GOAT. Wow. I love this song. Um, and Fair. Of- I mean, if you're going to listen to, if you're going to listen to, like, 90s ska core, I would say Goldfinger, in my opinion. I mean, other than No Doubt, but No Doubt is obviously the best. But other than that, I would say that Goldfinger would be the band. All right. Well, then the next the next one to piggyback off Super uh, Superman. Oh, <laughs> that's right. This just makes me think of like Navy recruiting videos because I'm pretty sure they used it in one. I think that I, in fact, I'm sure of it. Like after 9-11, there was a Navy recruiting video that they played at movie theaters all the time and they used this song in it. Is this Normie? Yeah, this is Butt Rock, too. But it's a banger. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a banger. Definitely Navy recruiting video music. Dude, this video is fire. There's also Besides, a gun. I didn't fuck. need to see the old man. There was a fuck. Yeah, we don't need to see that. Uh, why would you open the video with that? I don't know. But yeah, old an old guy in roaches. Great video. That's what everyone yeah. wants to see. There's yeah. also a fucking oh I forgot those those recruiting videos at that time were so funny. There's another one with Godsmack in it. And I was like, fuck yes! A fucking Marine Corps recruiting video with Godsmack in it. Jun 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 Like hell yeah, I'm fucking enlisting tomorrow. Where do I sign up? And when do I get to shoot people? Oh, I'm I'm gonna oh I'm gonna God. I'm gonna be a mechanic in the Marines. I'm never even gonna like fire my rifle. What? This is not what I was promised in the Godsmack ad. 
Oh boy, you and your real big fish again. Okay, we'll skip to my chemical it's too, romance. Too zany. Goats. 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 Goat anybody? Status? Oh yeah. Any anybody who denies my chemical romance again is a clown. You don't have to like them. Also, uh, we're, they're from uh, they're from like Newark, right? They might be. I think uh, Newark or Orange or something like that. Dude. So fire. Elizabeth, New Jersey. Elizabeth, yeah. So, you know, greater Newark. Where and my mom also, was from. What's that? It's where my mom was from. Like Oh man, is your yeah. is your mom is your mom hard? Nah. Elizabeth, well, I don't know what it's like now, but when I lived there, Elizabeth was no joke. Nah. They they moved out of there. My my grandfather grew born and raised in Elizabeth. Okay. You may know yeah. you should look up the band E-Town Concrete from Elizabeth. My grandfather, oh, oh my God, he always used to be like, I'm from fucking Elizabeth, New Jersey, okay? You're not going to get one over on me, pal. I'm walking he say, over he, here. He would say that. He would say that to people. He would be like, hey, you're not going to get one over on me, pal. I'm from fucking Elizabeth, New Jersey. And you're like, yo, grandpa, like they just asked you if you wanted like a brown paper bag or a, right. or a instead of a plastic one. Like we're at, and, and then you said yes dude. and gave him your social security number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but dude, I mean, I didn't mean nothing by it. My chemical romance. I love this song. I love this song. This is like, a, this is one of the most, like the best, most iconic, you know, alternative songs of all time. In my opinion, Wow. I mean, other people other people would say the Black Parade, which is yeah. probably probably true. But for me, this was the song that put them on the map. Um, I have a story about them. I made a video about them, which I will I will uh, I told the story in the video. Maybe somebody knows in the chat. Maybe someone knows who this is. When I lived in Montclair and I worked in Manhattan, I took the train in every day to Manhattan, and there was this girl who rode the train with me fairly often. Um, I could tell she was like alternative girls who wear like dropkick murphy shirt and stuff like that she went to fit in manhattan fashion institute technology the fashion school there and uh i was talking to her one day and she was like uh said something about how she was gonna go see her boyfriend's band this weekend i was like oh what's your boyfriend's band and she said oh they're called my chemical romance and this was 2002 so pretty much right before they blew up and i still don't know who that was i would be curious wow. i think uh, some people have said that, oh, that's so-and-so's girlfriend, they're married now, or what? I, I don't know who it was, but I would like to know. Maybe, maybe she was a groupie, and she wasn't actually the girlfriend, and she was getting Oh, I, they were a local band then. I don't, like, I don't think anybody would make it up. I mean... It's listen, possible, even, but I don't, even, I, don't, I don't think even so. Even underground rappers with a little bit of buzz get, get groupies. So it's I'm sure possible. it happened with bands. She she could have been an emo thought. It is possible, but I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I had to I had to throw in some from the Black Parade. Of course, to like mean, this project yeah. is crazy. But what, ten, I mean, ten out of ten, song. ten out of anyone who denies my chemical romance is a clown. Period. This this song specifically too is like just uh. Of course, you can just play the first note of that song. And like everybody starts singing it. Wait, is this interpolated from anything? 
Not that I'm aware of. When I was a young boy, it like sounds like a. It sounds like it would be, yeah. It sounds timeless, like. It sounds like it's an Elton John thing or something. Right. Oh my gosh, what a song! Shout out to Willowbrook Mall. Also, S speaking of New Jersey, damn, I'm just taking, I'm just going back in time. Or the Eaton Town Mall was that? That's more down your neck of the woods, right? Yeah. I had to go down there once to get an air conditioner because it was really hot, and they were all sold out up in uh, Montclair, and we had to go all the way down to Eaton Town to get a air conditioner. Um. So I figured this was a this is a decent one to to end on because I didn't really I, like I said I just did research for like an hour and I'm thinking of like all the bands all the songs that I could just remember. I feel like if I did more research I'd be able to bring up some and maybe find a, a deep cut or something. Um, I, there is something else that I want to do, uh, but okay. I do have something else. But I just kind of wanted to. So you kind of already hinted at this. Like I'm kind of surface level here Bet. with my with my taste. Bet. No no cap detected. But I mean, not even Streetlight Manifesto. Like, there's no way that like people know like that's like a surface level band. I, I would say Streetlight is not super entry level. That's true. That's like the next notch below. Or like entry Hawthorne level. Heights. Hawthorne or Heights I... is pretty entry level. They were like MTV. Really? Yeah. Not as entry level as like Fallout Boy or Paramore, obviously, but yeah. Pretty pretty yeah, Well, I tried to really try to get rid of the surface level, but I Well, there's a reason why um those surface level entry level bands were, you know, popular is because they were better. I mean, there's a million bands that sound like Hawthorne Heights but shittier. Mm. Why wouldn't you just listen to Hawthorne Heights? They were better. Right, right. Why would right, you listen right. to the shitty version of Seosin when you could just listen to Seosin? Yeah, no, I, I and it's funny because a lot of the bands that you mentioned, like I definitely remember some of them. That's like what I said, like Seosin, and um, I forget there was a few other ones that you mentioned um, where I was like, yeah, I, you know, there was probably a song or two in my library, but also we're talking about these were mostly burned CDs right. that are gone. So like if I just if I just don't remember them, then I'm never gonna remember them. Right. Plus I barely had a conscious brain while I was listening to most of this music. <laughs> Um, but it's not bad it, at all to have entry level music taste. Yeah, fact, well, I, would, I mean, as an eleven year old, I would I would say that what's way worse is denying the greatness of that stuff because you're afraid that it won't make you listen. That you're afraid that you won't look like a superior patrician. Well, I mean, it's not like I played it like the rap version of a bunch of Drake songs, right? Uh, I mean, more or less. The rock version i meant yeah that's um, okay i mean they're good songs fuck it like there's a reason why that sh it's they're good they're all respectable artists like there's not a fuck you're a you're a clown if you don't acknowledge all the stuff you played it's all good it was popular for a reason the people in the bands are cool there's not a fucking single reason why you should not like my chemical romance or paramore or taking back sunday or some 41 like there is not a single fucking thing wrong with any of those bands cool cool so i'm i'm happy i'm happy to hear that i'm i'm um glad that i just don't have total l taste as twitch would say it's like the emo like the the rock emo equivalent of rap caviar okay there we go yeah okay i'm i'm a rock caviar guy exactly <laughs> emo um, caviar yeah all right well 
I thought I had a couple in there, but you know what? That's not. I guess it's I'm not a bad exploding. thing. It's not um, a bad thing at all. But so the next thing I wanted to do is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the old uh, check out my band, check out my friend's band thing. Okay. Um, which never works, right? But I think uh, so. Basically, my, my one of my best friends, his uh, his. He's in a band brother, called A Mirror. <laughs> no, no. One of my best friends, his older brother, was in a band for legitimately 10, 10 fucking years, like from age okay. seventeen to twenty seven. And the band had a little bit of buzz in New Jersey, but never really took off. They were um, what was the band that they came up with that got really big? They're called Waking the, the Cadaver. Who's the band that Joey came up with that got really big? No, no, no. The other, the other band that you, they used to play with, that were super, that got super big. It was like the two guys, just the drummer and the guitarist. Hello, goodbye, or something. I set my brick, friends brick on fire. Mortar. Brick and mortar. Brick uh, and mortar. I don't think I know them. Maybe someone in the chat knows them. You don't know brick and mortar? Shit, I thought no. they were like big. Maybe they were. Somebody in the chat might know. If if it's like indie music, I don't know shit about indie music. Okay, then yeah. Brick and Mortar was definitely uh, the Let band. me know in the chat if we know Brick and Mortar. I'm not familiar, but it's like let brick us know in the plus chat. Mortar. Brick plus Mortar. It sounds like the name of one of those like uh, like elevated restaurants that's listed in Yelp as American parentheses new. Brick plus Mortar, scratch kitchen and craft cocktails. They toured with Brick and Mortar, right? Brick and Mortar got, I mean, they have like 600K monthly listeners to okay. now. So that's like good. Sure. Yeah, and, that's legit. Um, so they were called River City Extension, and um, they had local buzz and all that. Eventually, the band broke up because after ten years, it didn't work out. Yeah. But I personally think it was pretty good. I don't know what genre it was. I mean, it it sounds like pretty mainstream, palatable at least at the time that the shit came out, which was like okay. 2010. Um, I do want to play you just one from one album and one from the other. This Let's was hear the it. album. This was the album that got them buzz and then the album that they put out after that was the reason why they kind of fell off okay but i don't know what this is i don't know um but you let me know blog indie that's what my chat is predicting blog, blog indie. indie okay sounds this reminds me of like uh something that a, a a startup would use on like a recruiting video where they would show how they have a really uh, fun company picnic every year and how important diversity is to this company. Okay. And you get free croissants every morning. <laughs> yeah, not it's not for me, but it's it's not bad. Not my kind of thing. A little too indie. If music that sounds like the person... So there's certain imagery that comes to mind. Certain person... You know, I like to stereotype people, especially based on how they dress. And when I hear music like this, I think of beards and Chelsea boots. And okay. uh, it, any man who wears Chelsea boots, we're probably not going to be cool. We probably see the world different ways. Yeah, it's definitely got craft beer energy, for sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's not craft, a problem. Craft cocktails so, with, a, with a, a blood orange muddled over some 
uh, premium spirits. Okay, so why do you think? I mean, other than maybe personal, <laughs> you get a pizza party reason. instead of a raise. Yes, what's that? For 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 personal personal things aside, why yeah. why do you think something like this didn't work in 2010? Uh, well, I'd have because to know more. Just saying it's not good is like no, no, no. It's not bad. That, no, no, no. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, I'd have to know more. Um, the music is not exceptional, but you know, we we all know that there's more to success than just the music, right? There's people who have mediocre music, um, but do really well because of their personality or, you know, because they had some industry relationship or something like that, or they had some like viral video or something like that. Um, so it's, it's probably one of those things that they didn't get right. Like the music is fine based on what I've heard here. Like, I don't think it's amazing, but there's nothing wrong with it. So it's probably, you know, usually it's a lack of a charismatic frontman. That's usually the issue because you take the best song in the world. But if if the people playing it are not interesting, then that's kind of game over. OK, well, that but I don't that, know if that's the case here. Might not be. Well, the frontman was I mean, he's my friend as well. Deliverance was the project that they put together that didn't work um, and kind of forced the band like critic. It wasn't critically acclaimed like the critics that were a part of them, like sh like okay. shit on it, basically. Got it. He was the front man, and I, I think that based on what you said, like he definitely didn't fit that narrative of being somebody right. who's like a superstar. Celebrity. I mean, I think this is the reason Great why rap performer. is doing so well now is because the people involved are just such fucking huge personalities. A lot of them have fairly generic, you know, kind of interchangeable music, but they're huge personalities. And I think that's a big part of why it works. So do you think that this sounds... I don't even know what this is. I mean, you said you don't really like indie. So is yeah. it just like indie rock is kind of like super vague, though. Yeah. And I don't like any. <laughs> I don't like any of it. It is a very broad term. And I don't like anything that fits under that term. Really? It's not for me. I don't like it. It's too the craft only... beer and beards for you. Yeah. I just don't like the energy. Just like it's just the it's hard to explain. It, I also hate backpack rap and like NPR rap for the same reason. Like. This it's doesn't hard to sound explain. like bulky to you or something. It does. Yeah. I used to work across the street from that radio station, KEXP, if anybody knows that one. And this just reminds me of KEXP. So does it remind Ur you of something like that was Urban popular? Outfitters. Does it remind you of something that like was popular? Subarus. That it's just, like not living up to? Uh, musically, I mean, it's not bad. Musically, it's fine. It's fine. Like, it's not for me. So I feel like I'm not a good, you know, it'd be like playing a death metal song for you. You'd be like, I, I just don't like this. I don't know what to say. Um, I don't think I'm a good, I, I don't think my feedback on, uh, on indie music is, is going to be great because I just, I just dislike the vibe so much. Interesting. Any, it says in my chat here, any music that you can imagine shopping for expensive clothes to. That's true. Like Anthropology. Do you know that store? Yeah. Or like rich bohemian milfs. Yeah. yeah. Kind of reminds me of Anthropology. Okay. Okay. It's very, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of. Uh... See, stereotyping is my gift. That's what I was put on this earth to do. To stereotype people based on how they dress. I mean, dude. That's totally fine. I am like, good, at, good it. at it. You are good at it.
I mean, you figured out a formula that works for sure. Um, I just thought it'd be interesting. I didn't know that you're not, uh, I, I guess I don't really know much about your personal taste in general. I mean, a lot of people question mine as well, because you talk about we're we talk yeah. about so many different things and we'll fucking talk about anything, of course, because yeah, our job, but it's like, yeah, what is, what is your I like, personal uh, thing? I like Duro and Job for a Cowboy. That's my taste. Oh my gosh, bro. That's crazy. Nitty? Do you know that producer, Nitty? It's a Nitty beat. Yeah, yeah right? he's my favorite fucking producer of all time. Anything Nitty, which he did a Duro song. He did and Young Jock. And like anything Nitty did. No, he didn't do Ice Cream Paint Job. He did Get Big. You ain't got enough money. Oh my gosh. Dude, so can we uh, maybe... Well, like Ice Cream Paint one. Job is a banger though. Then you like this one. Yes, I do. Uh, although, yeah, uh, sitting, sitting sideways is my favorite, uh, my favorite Paul Wall song. Dude. And of course, back then. Oh, dude. Do, I mean, come do on. You know, you know what song is fucking wild? Is uh, "Internet Going Nuts" by Paul Wall? Do you know that song? I don't think so. Dude, it's wild. <laughs> Uh, wild in which way? The song is about him creeping for girls on blackplanet.com. Oh my gosh. That sounds like cancel material. I, I, I'm, it, it's insane that <laughs> he put that out and that nobody cared. Oh my gosh. Well, Paul Wall is, uh, Paul but he's Wall a legend. Been, Paul Wall's been putting on for the white boys and hip hop. I'm not gonna lie. We got. Eminem, which is on the outs these days. Yep. We got Paul Wall, who oh, maintained wow. we main he maintained the respect. Yep. We got Mac Miller, and we got hopefully Jack Harlow. Hopefully. That's right. We'll Your video about Jack Harlow is fucking great, by the way. Uh, yeah, the Paul. Do good. you know the Paul Wall song "Stay Iced Up"? I'm not gonna lie. I don't know that many Paul Wall songs. I don't know that. Okay, many that's a problem Paul we need to songs. fix. Yeah. The, probably. "Stay Iced Up" is great because. For one, the beat just fucking absolutely slaps in that just like classic Houston kind of way. Second is, do you know who Johnny Dang is? Yeah, of course. It has a Johnny Dang verse in it. Oh my gosh. It, and it's great because he sounds exactly like my father-in-law. <laughs> Dude, Johnny Dang spitting bars? Yes, and my, my father-in-law is oh, from Vietnam God. also. He sounds exactly like oh, Johnny Dang. It's amazing. It's out there. <laughs> Iconic. Well... <laughs> Uh, I'm not, I'm not too happy to know that my taste is ultimate surface level, but also at the same time, I was 11. So I, I, no, no, no. I have to correct you. Uh, having entry level taste is actually the most advanced because I'm not trying too hard. Maybe exactly because you are free of all the pretentious bullshit and, uh, and rules about what you think you're supposed to like or not like you're free to just enjoy the music on its merits and objectively all that shit is great it was popular for a reason so okay. i would say that having entry-level taste is actually the true superior patrician move rather okay. than naming a bunch of obscure shit that actually sucks okay yeah <laughs> all right well then i'm fucking i'm doing great then then i'm happy to hear that the um, true Chad just listens to whatever's on the radio. 
They don't even know who the artist is. They don't know the name of the song. They just know like four words from the hook. That's the true Chad. Bet. I'm alpha Chad status then. Um, exactly. We were just talking about white rappers, and that made me think of something. Are you familiar with Yeet? Uh, the term? Or is, th- is there a person named the rapper. Yeet? The rapper. No. Okay, so this is uh, this is going to be the next guy that puts on okay. for, for the white boys. I mean, his name is 10 out of 10. Yeah, so I want to know what you think about Yeet, who is legitimately one of the hottest upcoming rappers that has been co-signed by Drake. For real? You're not joking? I'm not joking at all. Oh, I thought he he was saying fire baby at first. Sounds like cemetery. Right? Yeah, this is fine. Like, I think the beat is... I'm not feeling the beat too much. He's got the craziest beats. Uh, well, he's that's what he's kind of known for. Okay, I'm I'm more of into I'm more into like the uh, strip club bangers. This is a little bit too busy for me. Okay, yeah, strip club bang- bangers like uh, like what what generation? Because like you have T Pain era. Yeah, T Pain or uh, Travis Porter or Light Skin Keisha, like any of it. Got you. Damn. Racks on racks on racks. Right? Yeah, any, any of it. Any any like strip club rap, that's my shit. Damn. How about that? Well, it's very dancey, fun, lighthearted. I mean, it's yeah. hard to it's hard like, to Like uh, do you know that song Booty Me Down by K Stylus? Oh my god. Did you spend time in Texas? Like why do you These are like Texas and well, I mean strip club music. Yes, Texas exactly. Cuz like, that's what I, that's what I like, Southern strip club st- Southern yeah. strip club rap. That's such a Texas thing. Well, Yeet is from it. Texas. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I, I like uh yeah, I like his I like his style. I'm not too I'm not too into that particular beat, but uh I, this, I could this comes I, from the uh Playboy Cardi like universe. Got it, okay. Okay. So if you're not a fan of Playboy Cardi, right. then this stuff isn't really gonna hit. What does Playboy Cardi's real voice sound like? That's what I wanna know. But Cardi and I have beef because of the way that he mistreated my girl Iggy Azalea. Listening to everything I was listening to. You know what I'm saying? I got a big brother. And every day he was taking me to school, I used to listen to Gucci and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's all okay. I you know Sounds saying? very normal. Normal, yeah. Like doing sports or something. I like that I like- vampire song he did. I forget the name of it. The one that sounds Vamp- like Castlevania. Vamp- yeah, I like that one. Oh my God, I hate that song, but everybody gasses it up so much. That's why I hate it, because everybody gasses oh, it up. Oh, is that? I didn't know that that was like a popular song. It's one of the popular ones on the record. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I like this one. I just think it's very... It's like, because he's going with the whole vampire aesthetic, this was like, it was cool until you did this. Now you're trying too hard. Got it. Yeah. You know, in my opinion. But his fans love everything he does. My, I didn't really like Whole Lot of Red that much. I liked, um, and the songs that I did like reminded me of Dialit. So, which was his first? Um, or I just can't. I just can't like that. him because of the way he treated my girl. It's a yeah. problem. 
told that bitch shut up my son crying that's <laughs> that's a playboy cardi lyric a, a really good and, one and people say he doesn't have lyrics and people say he doesn't have class okay that's right listen he's doing what he has to do to take care of his kids <laughs> fan of a full vamp dude you get Playboy Cardi fans, you bro. You make a video saying that you love Playboy Cardi. You're set. Oh, does he have those kind of fans? Oh yeah, dude. Your Instagram is gonna triple in likes. Oh wow. Okay, so I oh, gotta yeah. switch. I gotta switch to being a Cardi stan. Oh my god, the social media engagement with Cardi, like the Cardi universe, is insane. Oh, I didn't know that. The amount of likes and just engagement that they get, super high streams. I don't know. They'll be high on YouTube, but you don't uh-huh. make that much money from YouTube. <clears throat> but <laughs> whereas like the Jack Harlow people are making so much Spotify bag. But the social media engagement is like it's there. Interesting. It's there for sure. It's where it needs to be. So but what if what if I pivot to a uh, Swisher House stan account? You will literally get four likes on every post. <laughs> I mean, old head stuff is just even if it's good old head stuff a graveyard a graveyard dude an absolute Crickets. graveyard like wasteland sad you know truly sad okay so i should scrap my young jock tribute video you know on youtube they come out of the woodwork the old heads <laughs> i know you well, know this because well, there's, there's old the, heads uh, are in every genre yes and there's also the love and hip-hop fandom crossover there do you have, is there like a comment? I mean, you're great with stereotypes, so you know this right away. Yeah. What's, what's the comment that gets left on one of your videos where you're immediately like, I know this is an old head, 50 plus year old rocker. What's the comment look like? Oh God. Like this emo crap for teenage girls doesn't hold a candle compared to Metallica. I saw Metallica in 84 right before they Cliff Burton. date. Yeah. <laughs> It, March 22nd, 1984, <laughs> two weeks before Cliff Burton died. Let me tell you, nobody could play a motherfucking bass like that guy. Rest in peace, Cliff Burton. I, went, I tried to go to your funeral, but I just couldn't. I wasn't invited. Yeah, weird. It must have gotten lost in the mail. Yeah. I know. We had that moment outside the... We had that moment where you set, you signed my t-shirt, and then you said that I was totally badass. And then yeah, I named I, I named my daughter after you. And and for some reason I didn't get the invite to the funeral. You know, Cliff, if if anyone in Cliff's family is reading this, just you know, it's the same address. So I'm here, if you I'm want, here for you. Yeah, if you just want to forward it, I'm here. We yeah, still live I in mean, the same trailer in uh, in Downey, California. <laughs> Pretty much the old head comment for uh, for all old head is just like it, it's not as sexy as that. It's it's really just like damn mumble anything with mumble yeah. you know like nobody can rap mumbled. these or, or no, no. just the classic too much auto-tune that's what <laughs> they say too much well, auto-tune because they know they kind of know what auto-tune is but they just think they know so they're just like right this has too much of that well but you know like, what that that might actually be the 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 common thread that unites both our channels is old people complaining about auto-tune and trap oh. beats yeah well tr- 808s and rock is a big no-no didn't green yes. day green day was like what did they do <laughs> That's right. what did they do no swedish was- producers no 808s just rock or whatever well even i saw that and i was like that's cringe. cringe like there's no way anybody is fucking with that 
just real rock, dude. <laughs> certified rockers yeah. only. No 808s, dude. The certified rockers club. Dude, real rockers only honestly could be the RRO gang or the RRO like crew. Yeah. That could be, bro. It's true. That's hard. Like, you should run with that. It's just corny enough, but it's like. Well, t- I'll tell you where I stole it from. Do you remember that song, Gucci Gucci? The creation yeah, song? Of so, my, my friend Classic. Two Stacks produced that song. He has a side project called Depressed Teenager, which I, my band, we, I did a split release with his band, Depressed Teenager. And he had a song, a Depressed Teenager song called Real Rockers Only. Wow. So, I stole that from him. But you got to like stamp that. You got to be like, we are officially RRO. Like, you are RRO certified if you subscribe to this channel. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need real to, rockers only. That needs to be it. Real rockers, real rockers only in the club tonight. All right, certified man. Well, thrashers only. I appreciate you for doing this stream with me, man. It was really fun, and I hope that people of my community will go and support your guy. The Punk Rock MBA, which is a same, very, t- same very, to you, uh, every, every, everybody watching on my channel. If you like my videos, then you're gonna love Patrick's because it's similar sort of thing, except about similar, like honestly, really, yeah, they really are. We really have a very similar direction. Um, I just, uh, I just talk about rap for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to expand, but I don't think I'll ever go in the rock thing. So if you're like, hey, man, this guy, if he's not gonna cover rock. I'm not going to watch him. Then you know what? It's all good. You know, Finn, you might, you might cover rap. Maybe. Do you have? Yeah. I mean, you a little a couple, bit, a couple things in there, a little bit, but my, uh, my people don't like that. They yeah. definitely don't like it when I bring up rap. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they, but, but, but listen, you know, they, they like some rap like Eminem, Post Malone, uh, uh, Logic, NF. I see, I see the trend here. They, I see the hmm. trend. They, they might like, they might like Jack Harlow. That's right. He's okay. Yeah, He's just okay. not that mumble rap stuff. Just not that that mumble crap. Yeah, yeah. mumble crapping. That's that's yeah. what they call it. <laughs> Auto tune mumble rap BS. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So so yeah. Everybody, you know, main channel, second channel. He does the same thing as me, where we have just all these outlets: Twitch, Instagram, whatever. And really, if you're just into some good memes, you should you should uh, just follow his Instagram because the, the Instagram story, that's something I admire that you do that I wish I could do myself, but I just can't. The memes on the Instagram story, they gotta, you have to kill with that. Every time I see it, I want to reply. I don't even know what you're talking about, but you portray such a good like picture of it, of like, this is the typical like 14-year-old outside of, you know, build a bear right, right, wearing right. a under oath t-shirt, right. you know? And I'm just like, I don't really know that, but I feel like I do because you just killed it with this. Meme. I'm a good shit poster. It's true. Yeah. So definitely check out Finn's Instagram. If you like shit posting and some good memes. And if you want like actual, just good commentary on anything really surrounding music, but typically in a, in a rock category, like what the fuck is math core? Nobody knows, but Apparently, ninety-two thousand views. A lot. A, a lot of people know what Mathcore is. Okay, cool. Well, everyone, go follow Patrick on Twitch and YouTube and Instagram and everywhere else. Big fan of your work. Thank you very much for thinking of me. 
course, man. Thank you for popping out. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from NoFX, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts.